Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your shit together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit, shit Together. Nice. Uh, we couldn't, couldn't quite hear you, Patrick. Would you mind saying it again? Shit together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. So we would like to welcome into the GYST podcast studio, Patrick Liam. I've uh, known Patrick for several years now. Is that how you say it, Liam? Liam. Okay. It's yeah. Liam with a U. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I was like, I was hoping off. you were going to introduce him because I was like, I don't know how to say his last name. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's what I run into all the time. Got it. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I've known Patrick for several years now, uh, and with this topic, he'd be a perfect one. So today's topic is all about facing your fears, and one of the reasons why Patrick would be awesome at this is because he's the only one. He's the only person I know who's died. Yes. Was it once or twice? No, once. Once for sure. Yeah. I got close a couple more times. Got to break that record. <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's a record you'd necessarily want. Like, I got to, yeah. Not necessarily. As long as you come back. It's an expensive record, but totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to fill us in on a little bit about yourself and, and also like... Dying. Yeah. Yeah, the dying part. Nobody cares about me. Who wants to listen to what I have to say about me? But we can talk <laughs> about me dying. Oh, I'm Patrick Liam. I've known Rohit for many years as well, and... We worked together here and there on our different adventures, and uh, he invited me over to talk about my fear-facing adventures. Yeah, and levels. So back to me dying, because that's the most interesting part. About me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little—it's a little bit of a sad story and kind of a pathetic one too. I, I died from a sneeze. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. See, he laughs about it each time. <laughs> so once upon a time. I sneeze pretty bad, violently, several times, over and over again. It, you know, on average, it takes like 15 minutes for me to calm down from a sneezing fit. That used to cause asthma attacks. Ah. So one day, I sneezed, asthma attack. Next thing I know, I wake up in the room across the house and not know how I got there. A couple minutes pass by, family's freaking out, paramedics are there, take me to the hospital for a couple days, and run tests. They're like, yeah, apparently you died. Like, your heart stopped, your brother, my brother was there, he gave me CPR, he heard the crash, and uh, came in there and rescued me. Wow. All from a sneeze. From a sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It was a bit scary. It was a good awakening call. I was like, man, I really need to get out there, get my life together. Yeah. Get my you, shit together. How do you call oh, it? Nice. That? You get your shit together, I gotta get my man. shit together, man. I like Sneezes it. are out there to kill me. Yeah, they are. Don't let a sneeze kill you. <laughs> no. You gotta do shit like skydiving or something stupid exactly. like that. Exactly. That's why I gotta top it up somehow. Yeah, that can't be it. Yeah. If you go out on a sneeze. Yeah. Right? Oh. Pretty what good. an awesome story that would be, though. No. It would not be an awesome story. <laughs> Here lies Patrick like, Liam. Yeah. A lover of many things. Died from a sneeze. Yeah. No. That's his worst enemy of all time. Get him around some dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bubble wars. And you've heard my sneezes. You can account for how scary they sound. I got people at my rows like looking up, prairie dog and making sure I'm okay and then going back down. Yeah. So like ten in a row. This is crazy. It's yeah, it's about ten, just over. And they're so violent, like he can't even breathe. I get pinches wow. in my arm. Like really? it pinches nerves, it, it can't Holy breathe, cow. it causes asthma attacks, it's Hasn't been that bad lately, but... Luckily. Every time I feel it coming, I, I get that, like, oh, is this the end? Hopefully you're not allergic to me. Or bullshit. Which, both of which, I you're going to come across on this podcast. So I don't know. 
<laughs> it's hard to put your face in that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And bonus points if you can die on air. That's true. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. Bonus points. Uh, so ready for a taste topic, gentlemen? Yeah. Let's do it. Absolutely. So today's topic is facing your fears. And boy, is this one going to be pretty powerful. Uh, when it comes to fear, it's something that controls us all, right? We, we want to do certain things in life, but we scare ourselves. The really interesting thing about fear is all fear is self-created by imagining some negative outcome in the future. Innately, we're only born with two fears. That's a fear of loud noises and the fear of heights. Everything else is learned uh, through programs, through our behaviors, through growing up. And what we do is it's a self-preservation mechanism to where anytime we're faced with something, we imagine the worst possible scenario happening, right? And then scare ourselves out of it and talk ourselves out of it. Uh, thinking back to you know when we were in school and we had that girl that we liked, right? Oh, man, she's so beautiful. I want to go up and talk to her. But what if she says no? What if she slaps me? What if we lose our friendship? Like, whatever the... Well, okay, let me rephrase, because no guy has ever said, I don't want to get with a girl out of losing our friendship. That's something that girls make up. (laughs) (laughs) Am I bitter? No, I'm not bitter. Never. Jeez. Ah. Friend zone and stuff. Sorry. Sorry, got a little heated there. I lost friendships from going after girls in high school. I was very bad at it. It's like, jeez Louise. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Ladies, man. Late the best. (laughs) There's five of us in the studio today, and yet Patrick is the only one married. Yes. (laughs) So. My tactics worked. (laughs) Yeah, with fear, it's. As we discuss this, I'm going to ask you guys for some some examples, um, because there's there's an exercise that I kind of want to talk about, but. Fear is a, a great acronym that Jack Canfield came up with is fear is fantasized experiences appearing real. And so if you think about just all the different fears that we have, you know, the fear of flying uh, for a lot of people, that's really prevalent. Even as something as the fear of, you know, maybe asking for a raise is really powerful for a lot of people because we always imagine the worst possible outcome. I could get fired, so why risk it? But if you think back to all these fears, it's just our imagination. It's not like these things are real. And so we let that fantasized experience, whatever's in our mind, the worst possible scenario, really drive us forward. And so with that, just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts about it and you know, see what, what fear has been driving you guys. Ooh. I'm afraid of nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think fear, fear of failure is one. It's like the first one. I think it's common. A lot of people are afraid of failure. Yeah. I think that can drive... Um, well, I think fear of failure can do two things. It can drive you to move forward and excel. It can also drive you to create excuses or reasons why you can't accomplish things because... You don't want it to seem that that was your best effort and you didn't accomplish it. Um, so I think that the type of person you are, that will dictate what that can do. If you're afraid of failing in something, um, it will either drive you to bust your ass as hard as you can to make sure that you don't fail and you complete this goal and this task, whatever it may be, or drive you to create a thousand and one reasons why you couldn't, yeah. but you're capable of doing it. It doesn't make you less of a person because you couldn't do it. 
you couldn't do it because of all these obstacles. Yeah. Right. So I think, yeah, exactly. Right. So I think that's a fear that is a common fear with a lot of people and a lot of things that those are kind of the two sides I see to that, that particular one anyways. Yeah. Fear of failure has definitely been one that's always haunted me. Yeah. And that's what strived me to do so well. Usually in certain tasks is like, I know I can't fail. Like it would have, you know, thinking what this person would look like to me Mm -hmm. or how they would feel about me if I did this wrong or just a lot of stuff kind of haunts you in the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. You think about all those things, right? You, I mean, failure, so with that, you think of being rejected, being inadequate, not being good enough, you know, all those things, right? So you either rise to the occasion and meet that challenge and exceed, or you make a bunch of reasons why you did Yeah. Excuses. Like, Kyle, you, you've skydived before, right? We did not, actually. Oh, that's right. Okay. It was out of, out of my control. <laughs> weather, right. weather got in the way. Um, but I was scared as shit to go there. Now, why, why were you scared? I've I'm afraid of heights, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, where was I at just recently? Oh, Deception Pass. I was walking mm. over those bridges. Deception Pass. They're absolutely gorgeous, and I wanted to take my phone out and take a picture, but my hand was shaking like a fucking baby deer walking. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was I was walking. I enjoyed the view, but I was just. I'm scared of heights. I can't help it. I usually get more comfortable with them because I kind of just force myself to do it because I know that the reward outweighs any risk that I'm putting myself in in that scenario, right? I mean, people walk over that bridge all the time. Just because I'm a chicken doesn't mean I shouldn't do it, right? (laughs) It's interesting you decided to go skydiving with a fear of heights. Yeah. Yeah, That was not my decision completely, (laughs) but I didn't want to be the guy that was saying no, right? It's like my... Same thing though, right? So I factor fears with risk and reward. Mm-hmm. I think to me, the reward in skydiving would was going to be greater than the risk um, in my own fear, right? I, I shouldn't let that stop me um, from something. So yeah, same thing. But I felt the same way when we were going to go skydiving. When we were there waiting, um, nervousness, uneasiness, probably a little bit nauseous as well. Like yeah. probably hungry but didn't want to eat. Sipping water, like, you know. Uh, But then I got more and more comfortable being there longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was ready to do it and excited to do it. Not necessarily excited, but I was ready to do it. Like, oh, okay, this might be not too bad. Because when we were there, I found out that some of the skydiving instructors were the people who did the jump in Iron Man at the start of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, badass. Yeah. Okay, now I'm good. You guys know what you're doing. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, you guys, you're in a movie about it? They called you? All right, I'm in the right place. Obviously, you're still around, so nothing bad happened. Yeah, so I felt I felt more comfortable then, but um, we ended up waiting there for several hours, and I guess the cloud cover was they weren't comfortable with doing it, so they opted um, to give us the credit to come back another day. Yeah. We just haven't done it. So <clears throat> before you did it, you said you were, you were feeling scared, or... You know, while you were going over there, what is it that you, excuse me, what is it that you imagined? Like different possible outcomes that could have happened. You know what's really weird is I didn't imagine, I didn't imagine an outcome that I can recall. Mm-hmm. If I did, it wasn't very vivid. Um, I was afraid of the action of jumping out of a plane. I didn't envision. Like some people will envision splatting. I don't even think about that happening. <laughs> oh, I probably think about shitting myself. 
Yeah. If I'm completely honest, if I think about it now, I'm like jumping out of a plane and like <laughs> pissing myself or shitting myself or something stupid. Something yeah. embarrassing like that. I would ask the instructors, is this common? Does yeah. this happen? Because you're nuts to butts, right? You're strapped up to this guy. Yeah. Um, that's really it. The guy's in the back, right? Most of the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, Patrick, yeah. in your experiences, is the guy in front of you or behind you? In my Whoa. experiences? Whoa. I don't know how to answer that question. Don't answer it. Don't answer don't it. Answer don't answer question. it. What about you, Patrick? What about me? Yeah, what are some of your thoughts around facing your fears? Well, I try to face mine as much as possible within given reason. Of course, I have a lot of fear with various things. I mean, the most fearful time I ever had was um, when you pretty much offered me a position at my new job and said hey you should go for this and I was scared to even pull the trigger on it and I didn't want to leave my current job I was comfortable where I was I knew I wasn't really going anywhere but hey you know it's safe people like me I'm doing good but I really do need to get out and start getting kind of a career and that push was extremely terrifying Mm -hmm. Um, it was really the fear of the unknown and just a lot of those little questions pop in your back in your head is like what if I fail at this what if I don't get it what happens if I get it and I don't like it Uh, what happens if I lose it what then so a lot of those just empty roads that really led nowhere that was holding me back and honestly causing more fear than needs to be so just imagine like all the things that could have gone wrong oh every possible scenario I wanted to make sure I was prepared for but it used more energy to do that than it was to not even just walk in there and be like I got this place yeah you know walked in there and I'm just I remember my first interview there I was just trembling and I would stutter sometimes the guy was asking me because I'm like I really want to make sure I get this but I, I honestly don't know. And I'm kind of glad I did because <laughs> I didn't get that position. But after five more tries, <laughs> I finally got the position that was right for me. I wasn't going to give up on that place. But every even on my uh, couple of the last interviews, um, just uh, the one I had to do the presentation on, mm-hmm. you know, the one advice you told me, don't freak out about it. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Just put something together five minutes. I spent the, the weekend putting together a five-deck PowerPoint slide, <laughs> <laughs> rehearsing back and forth, flashcards and all, just to stutter when I got in there, too, because of how nervous I was. Yeah. And it was just, if I didn't, you know, worry about that, if I just let it go and didn't let the fear of the unknown and the fear of all these different routes take over me, I probably would have been in there a lot quicker. Yeah. But eh, I like the path it took. <laughs> Builds character. A bit, yeah, it taught me what not to do. Once you overcome that fear and you realize, you know, man, I was stupid for freaking out about that small thing. Yeah. You learn from it. You know how going forward. Um, but still, you know, it's just that just preparing yourself for any unknown is what kind of holds me back. So then what are some of the things that you guys have done? Because <clears throat> this topic's all about facing your fears, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that you... You try to talk yourself out of it, yeah. But as, at the same time, you like still push forward. I and, can t- and battle it. I can tell you that if it wasn't for friends and family like yourself and my wife, there would be a lot of things that I wouldn't be today. Shout out to Amy Liam. Shout, shout out to Amy Liam. Yeah. I still wish you would have taken her last name. No. She Doesn't, agrees what is with it? me though. Doesn't what is work it? Trimble. Trimble. Isn't that awesome? That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Trimble. I say I was okay with hyphenation. I think it'd be cool to be Trimbleium. I'd even get a hyphenated. Trimbleium. Trimbleium. Oh, no. That sounds really cool, actually. No, no, no. She wanted it. I didn't push her into it. 
So that was fun. But yeah, no, if it wasn't for, honestly, friends and family and loved ones, uh, there would be a lot of fear overtaking me. I can't. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about this. Embarrassing story. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I figured yeah. we do it. I figured we do it. I like it. So when, when Amy and I, we were first starting dating, and she can probably confirm this story, I was scared of a lot of things. You know, one, it was my first true relationship going in, but there were a lot of things that I am embarrassed today about. For crossing 410 in my car, I didn't want to get on the freeway at all. I was scared for some silly reason. We we actually we wanted to go to Taco Bell across the street, and I was like, let's park at Safeway and, and cross the road. <laughs> I, no joke, did I was in my youth. I was scared of everything. I, high school was terrible because I was always freaking out about all sorts of stuff, from grades to does this person like me? Does Am I doing this right? Am I on the right path? Did when we first started dating, like, am I doing this right? Oh, I'm not going to touch that road. That wait, I was wait a second. Am I doing this right? Yeah, am I doing everything? You know, it's just, uh, I'm glad at where I am today, and I wouldn't be here today, the person I am, without friends and family helping me along the way. Mm. Nice. So that support is really what helped you tackle it through. Yes. Yeah, without them kind of just saying everything's going to be okay and kind of showing me, it would it would have been tough. Um, then a lot of it too was just getting fed up with certain things and just pushing myself and making sure that I can overcome those challenges. But I'd say the good majority of it was friends and family. Yeah. Hmm. A fear that I've always had, and this, I wish I I could have tackled this one many many moons ago. Uh, but the fear that I've always had when it comes to personal development and and my passion with that is I always felt like. I needed some type of official certification or a degree or something, you know, something that I could, when someone's like, why should I listen to you? I'm like, bam, because I've got this degree from <laughs> X, you know? And the thing is, that's how I always, that's the biggest fear that kept me it, it, on the back burner for so long. Because all these things that, that I'm doing right now from from the... YouTube channel to the podcast to like everything that I've done. Shameless plug. What's Shameless the YouTube plug. channel? What's the YouTube uh, channel? YouTube.com slash Rohit Rohila. Got it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, which I've already started making money on. Did you? Yeah. Baller. So, so Very I'm, nice. uh, I've released five episodes and I'm happy to say I've already made 34 cents. What? That's, yeah. Wow. YouTube doesn't pay for shit. Well, you know, so I can, I got my tax covered on, on a so couple tacos. two million views and you only got 34 cents. Yeah. <laughs> is that how many views you have? Two million? No, not If you, you add up all the videos that he's ever watched. <laughs> that you ever watched. <laughs> YouTube's fan you to watch, I see. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's interesting because I always had that fear that people are not going to take me seriously. Right? And what if they, what they ask me, why should I listen to you? Uh, uh, because I've uh, attended some seminars and read books myself. That, that's, to me, that wasn't good enough. And then I realized that that was a fear that's holding me back, right? And if it weren't for, for you, Kyle, I would not have been able to launch these YouTube videos because our very first time when we were recording with myself, you, and C-Cloud, mm-hmm. you guys had that fear driving you. Yes. And I said, nope, microphone's on, let's do it. And you guys did it, and you guys were amazing at it. And so that's when I was like, wait, they don't have any experience in doing this or anything like that, but 
I put them out of their comfort zone and they stepped up. So why am I the one standing in my own way? So no one else to make you step up. There's nobody else there. It was just you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I did it and I'm so thankful. But I kept on imagining the worst case scenarios, you know, people not taking me seriously. And with personal development being at my heart and at my core of everything I do, if somebody does not take me seriously for personal development, that's all I have. So it was, it was very fearful. It goes back to that fear of failure. Yeah. Yeah. The fear of failure. You, so you initially, you didn't excel at first. You gave yourself a whole bunch of reasons and excuses mm. why you couldn't post the video. I, I think for me, it, in a weird kind of way, it was almost a, the fear of success. Because, yeah. because I didn't know if I had it in me to continue. You know, it's, it's a marathon. Everything that we're doing is a marathon. Mm-hmm. Think of the podcast. When we first talked about it, we yeah. were like, what if we reach episode 10 and we run out of things to talk about? Then we just... Whatever. You know, <laughs> that was some of the things that, that yeah. was controlling us. And so the more I do this and people start drawing to me, then I got to keep it up. Do I have it in me too? So I think for me, in a weird kind of way, it was almost a success and the, the fear of success that was holding me back from taking the real action steps mm-hmm. that I needed to. Got it. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to continue to work hard, huh? No. <laughs> Nobody wants to. Nobody really God, wants to. I don't want to be rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, terrible. I've got an exercise for you guys. Um, so before we started recording, I asked you guys to kind of think of, of an idea or a, a, a situation where you had fear holding you back, right? And we talked about how fear is really at the heart of it. It's us imagining the worst case scenario and then using that as an excuse to hold us back. So in his book, Jack Canfield, um, in The Success Principles, one of the things that he talks about is just a nice little phrase that I've always liked. And it's, I want to blank, but I scare myself by imagining blank. And so with that, um, I'll, I'll be first and, and I'll step up and, and say, but the thing that I like about this is it helps you realize that you're really the only one standing in your own way. And so one of the things is, one of the examples that he gives is asking for a raise. So I'll say, I want to ask my boss for a raise, but, I'm, but I scare myself by imagining that he'll say no and he'll ask me to take uh, a l- reflective look at my performance and then maybe instead of a raise really it's hey you haven't Peace been out, doing buddy. your job as is anyways and so that could be a driving failure but at the end it's myself that's imagining him saying that right it could just be the opposite him saying yeah you're long overdue let's let's do it mm-hmm. and so just kind of want to do I, I think for the audience at home that's a good I was going to say, before you go, so, because it's never happened to you, right? You're imagining it. Yeah. Do you think some fears can be manufactured from past experiences? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because it's our programs, right? Yeah. So our programs are going to be controlling our future. Mm-hmm. And so if we had a program, let's just say, let's just say we're in fourth grade and we ask a girl, you know, to hold hands or whatever. No. And she says no and runs away. Well, now I've got this fear that that's starting to develop now, even as as a little kid, 
of me approaching a girl, she's going to run away. Mm-hmm. And then maybe maybe I have two, three girlfriends in a row and everything works out, you know, and whatever. It's still elementary school. But then maybe now I'm in seventh grade and I see another girl and I ask her out and she's like, no, and she runs away too. Now I'll be like, wait a minute, this has happened to me before. And that's where programs start developing. That's when our past starts controlling our future. Because now if I see a girl and I want to ask her out, I'll be like, whoa, hold on. I want to ask out that girl, but I scare myself by imagining her saying no and running away. Girls don't run away from you when you're 30, bro. <laughs> yeah, they, now they drive away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even quicker. This is done. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Sam? That's hurting my feelings. Sam's so, 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 so been having I'm girls run away from my head. Like, oh man, she just took off on me. <laughs> she smashed. She smashed. Oh, poor Roy. Now you can't smash. That's Wait, why I throw a Pokeball at her. That's why, Sam, <laughs> that's why Sam only dates college girls from out of town that don't have a car. With daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but what about you guys? What are what are some things that you guys can plug into this formula? And uh, we'll make this formula available on our website. So gystpodcast.com. I'll go with the first one I had mentioned earlier. Uh, I want to skydive, but by, I scare myself by imagining shooting myself. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> to me, I think that is more embarrassing than a shoot not opening. I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous, right? Oh, man. I can't control whether the parachute opens or not. There's no need for me to be afraid of it. Get us some milk and magnesia at that time. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, And I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I literally thought that because I was like, oh, what did I eat? Because it was around uh, Halloween. Yeah. It's like, okay, let me make sure I don't eat none. It's going to upset my stomach. So no hot wings and no tacos, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it sounds comical, but it's real life, man. But do you think... If you jump out of an airplane, you piss all over yourself? That's bad news. Yeah, that's all bad news. That's I'd rather get rejected by a million girls than pee on myself jumping out of an airplane. Because what goes up must come down. When you land, it's raining. Right? <laughs> Yellow rain. Well, I was wearing pants, Rohit. Oh, okay. I think... I think with, yeah. <laughs> that was the odd occasion that I was actually wearing pants in public. I normally don't. I wish you would wear pants in the studio. Well, I wish you would stop worrying about me right now. <laughs> These chairs are so soft. <laughs> what about you, Patrick? Oh, man, I honestly can't think of anything right now. Um, no, yes, you can. I know. I, I want to be successful, but I'm afraid that I might lose myself. Oh, that's good. Change myself. That's good. So I hold myself back a lot of times where I could be more aggressive and possibly move up or make more money or do these things. But doing so, what am I going to be sacrificing? Time. Time. Possibly personality. Yeah. Becoming more stressful. So you're afraid of losing yourself. I'm afraid of honestly changing myself. Mm -hmm. And I know change is an important thing, but you never know what could happen. Yeah, I mean, if you're comfortable with who you are, right, and to you, the reward for that success is not big enough because it comes at a cost of changing the way you interact with people mm-hmm. and the time that you have to yourself and your family, then what's... Change is honestly uh, probably the scariest thing for a lot of people. So. Yeah, it is. In many aspects. In many. Yeah, usually people look at outside change, not necessarily as inside change, right? You have to change yourself to adapt to that. That's huge. That's awesome. 
Would you like to do an exercise real quick, Patrick? I would love to. Putting you on the spot here. Do it. So <clears throat> go ahead and, and use that phrase to say exactly what you said. I want to be successful, but I can't read my handwriting what I wrote. But I scare myself thinking I will change. Okay. For the worse. For right? the worse. You're, you're scared that you'll change for the worse. Absolutely. So you ready for some tough questions? Why not? Okay. So you're afraid of changing yourself, right? Yes. What are you really afraid of, though? I, honestly, that I wouldn't become me anymore. You know, what? like he was saying, if I, if I wanted to work harder, let's say, you know, stay at work longer, make sure everything gets done, become a workaholic, and I change into that persona, what happens to the people around me? Mm-hmm. You know, would Amy appreciate me staying uh, at work late if I come home and only see her for a couple hours? long-term possible fear is that ah, she okay. would resent that. Okay, so here's another question for you. How are, how are you defining more successful? By not being fired. Okay. I have a low bar when it comes to success. As long as I go to work and I'm happy and I leave and I'm happy and, I'm, and everything's good. Yeah. I, successful day, guys. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. So what I mean by that is you're saying that you're you're afraid of being more successful because you don't want to lose yourself, right? Exactly. I what just... does more successful mean to you? Ooh, that is a good, hard question to evaluate myself. Or maybe not yourself, but what is your vision of success? Success would probably the people be... around you or something like that. Like That's a tough one. I honestly can't think. I guess... To me, if I would say I'm successful, it would be in a, in a higher position at work. Uh, you know, make, obviously, probably making a lot more money and perfect, uh, owning more property and possessions, things like that. To me, so that, here's that cookie cutter, you know, ideal of what success is. So here's why I wanted to bring this up, because I've known you for for many moons now. Yes, you have, and I've known you from the times when you've had previous occupations. Yes, right. At your previous occupation. You were one of the hardest working people, hands down, and everyone recognized that. Yes. Did you have the same fear then? No, because I was actually I was quite satisfied where I was, um, but that I was still young at that time, so I didn't have the adult responsibilities that I do today. So what I the reason why I'm bringing this up is now your occupation has changed, and yes. now you have this fear. Yes. But I want you to realize is that this fear that you have that's controlling you. I'm. What I'm fearing is that you've made it occupation and company specific. Okay. And so don't don't think, in, and I know where you work now, Yeah. and they have their own, quote, viewpoint of what's, what it takes to be successful. Yeah. Don't let the fear of what you've observed at that place drive you and your passion to be a better husband, a better father to your cat, <laughs> and a better friend to cat us. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Daddy. Yes. And because that's... it's something that I've heard a lot of people talk about, and it's it's that fear of wanting to step up, but if all your your view of success is what you are observing at this one place, it, there's so many more things out there. Mm. And that makes sense. Um, as long as as long as I wake up every morning, go to work, come home, and I still have a smile on my face, and 
everybody's happy and I'm happy to be around. Uh, to me, that's success as it is right now. But the fear of what does that next level of success look like for me and what will that do to me is what sometimes holds me back. You know. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I look at the cookie cutter version of vision of success as well or other prominent figures and see how busy, quote unquote, they look, right? And what does that mean to people? Um, and have you lost yourself? Are you consumed with whatever your work is that you need to be that successful that you don't have time for anything else? Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't sound like fun to me either. No, but, um, no it's... I mean, to me, a happy life is just as long as I'm enjoying it. And, you know, if I'm happy with the people who I have around me and I'm happy with my personal life and I'm happy with my job life, I don't see a need to really move up. But sometimes, you know, in life you have to, uh, you have to move up. You've got to take that step. Yeah. And and also to be careful to not get too comfortable with everything, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes putting yourself in uncomfortable situations or finding something to aspire to is a good thing, whether that be uh, personally or professionally. It doesn't have to be professionally, right? If you're satisfied Mm -hmm. with that. Maybe you have aspirations personally or with family or something like that. So, um, yeah, great. I mean, that being said, we've got the on-air flashing here. We're running a little over time right now. Do you have something to finish that there? or? no. Golden. Yeah. All right. Ready for your two-minute takeaway. I, man, we're ready. We're ready. I'm going to figure out something to say here. Um, <laughs> first of all, I want to plug the YouTube page again. I'm going to let you go ahead and do it because I don't have it on my paper and I'm a creature. Oh, thanks, I have buddy. It, and I don't remember it. I want to say it's YouTube.com slash Rohila. There you go. Root. <laughs> English. Come out. English. YouTube.com slash Rohila. Check it out. He's got... Um, What's the longest video on there? They're not very long. No, I try to keep everything to about eight minutes. Um, yeah. So I'd say anywhere between five to 11. So once you're done listening to the podcast, uh, every week, Rohit launches a new video. So take a look at that. Two a week. Two a week. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you'll have two to listen to. What, what day do they launch? Uh, Sundays and Thursdays. Sunday and Thursday. Okay. Got it. So by the time you listen to this, you'll be listening to last Thursday's and Sunday's episode of Rohit's uh, YouTube channel. So check that out. Take a look at it. Uh, I also want to make sure that he records to every week. That's why I'm telling you to listen to it after you watch listen to our podcast. You love putting the pressure on me. Yeah, of course I do. So that being said, let me get to the two-minute takeaway. Sorry about that. I got carried away with the plugs. Um, today's episode was all about facing your fears. And what really is fear? I mean, when you take a look at it, Rohit had mentioned Jack Canfield. If you take a look at his book, Success Principles, we're going to link that on the website as well. But all fear really is, is just uh, fantasize experiences appearing real. So the things that you're fantasizing about, that you think about, I know fantasize count sounds kind of like a provocative word, but just imagining, right? Mm-hmm. Things that you imagine that you think are real, uh, events that may or may not happen that are, are holding you back and preventing you from doing things. So have I ever shit on myself as an adult? No, <laughs> but <laughs> I have as a baby, I'm sure, plenty of times, right? So I think that <laughs> that's something that I'm literally imagining. I, I don't think it would really happen, but I was afraid of it for some reason before uh, we were going to go skydiving. So a lot of these things, take a step back, take a look at it. Has it really happened? What is the likelihood of it even happening, right? So, hey, I know how to fix that. Just don't eat. Can't shit myself. I don't eat anything. <laughs> and I go skydiving. I'm good Problem to go. Solved. Right? Problem solved. Wow. Done. Um 
I know how you can be more successful and still not change yourself. Just sell drugs. You make oh, lots geez. of money doing it. Well, I saw you Breaking Bad. How hard can it be? Right. Oh, Look at Walter geez. White. He yeah. changed quite a I bit. Just, he, well, for the better, I think. What? That he, recommendation does not reflect the viewpoints of the GYST podcast or anyone associated with it. Lies. Nice. <laughs> Roy, it's a dope dealer. He became a better so, <laughs> so with that being said, uh, take a moment out of your day one of these days and just think about some things that you can remember you were afraid of. Whether it be uh, a month ago, a week ago, 10 years ago, um, what instilled fear in you? And then place that in this sentence. I want to blank, but I, what does that say? But I stop myself by scare. imagining, scare myself. Yeah. Man, I got to read the handwriting there. But I scare myself by imagining blank. So take a look at that. Um, do that little practice to yourself. And then uh, with that being said, here comes the plugs again facebook.com slash gyst podcast go like follow share that bad boy uh, we're trying to get as many likes by the end of the month here so go ahead and share it out um recommend it to your friends all that good stuff check us out on instagram.com slash gyst podcast and please leave your feedback on itunes uh, we welcome all feedback good bad ugly uh, again any feedback you give us this podcast is for you folks so Whatever you tell us, we want to take it to the table and bring it to the next episode so we can continue to improve this. Um, with all that, I'm good. That's your two-minute takeaway for the day. Yeah, I like it. Facing your fears. Yeah, it's all imagined, so don't let it control you. Don't yeah. let you hold you back. Ooh. Get out of your own damn way. Mm. I was going to follow with that, but I couldn't think quick enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> I got you. I got okay. you back. So, take it away, Robin. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.